0: Sherb Chester, along with our panel today, Sam Bruno and the coach, Bill Taylor is back with us. And we have a special guest for this milestone edition, our 50th edition of the Seacoast Sports Forum. Jeff Collins, the executive director of the New Hampshire Interscholastic Athletic Association. Jeff, welcome aboard.
1: Honored to be here for your 50th edition. It's uh, quite the honor and quite the accomplishment for you folks. So congratulations to you.
0: Well, to start off, I'm just going to ask you, it's, it's been a, a, a different year and a half for you folks at the NHIAA. Uh, are you seeing light at the end of the tunnel?
1: Uh, we certainly hope so. I mean, we have a lot to get through between now and the end of the year. But, you know, the, the pandemic, the way things are going across the state and the vaccination rates, and the uh, infection rates um, are pointing a positive direction and we just hope to uh you know get through the next three weeks and and uh you know uh, complete our tournaments and uh do something that quite frankly nobody else in new england's been able to do is to have every one of our state championships thus far this year um you know uh, working closely in conjunction with the department of health and human services and the government's uh, the governor's office and uh all of our committees i think uh, the principals the athletic directors uh, the volunteers have done an incredible job of trying to provide opportunities for kids during this dangerous pandemic to get out there for uh, really what it turns out to be one of uh, the key social emotional uh, pieces in that outlet for athletics and competition. So, you know, we're, we're uh, looking forward to it and, uh, you know, we hope that the light at the end of the tunnel is not an oncoming train, but um, we're, we're getting there.
0: Well, I'm going to give the first dibs today, the first question to the man who was with me 10 years ago when we started the Seco Sports Forum off as a radio show. Coach Bill Taylor, it's all yours. Well, thank you, Sherm. And, you know, you
2: said historic and uh, a milestone. And I do want to say that the NHIAA has done something, Jeff, that I think is not receiving the credit that they should get because you guys have done an amazing job in this pandemic in providing athletic opportunities to students at the high school level. I mean, a lot of people didn't think it could happen and you people have done it. And not only have you done it, but you've shown the ability to adapt. And by adapting, I mean the open tournament concept, I think has worked. It's allowed teams to get the local competition in, but it's also allowed them to have the feel of a tournament. So congratulations.
1: Yeah, I, and coach, I, I appreciate that, but you know, the credit goes to a lot of other people. I mean, we see our jobs is to provide every year, year and year out is to provide opportunities. So that's what we'll continue to do. Um, it hasn't been easy. Uh, but you know, I think listening to our constituencies, what they need, and trying to help them, and, and trying to figure out what we need to do with our bylaws, especially in this pandemic year, what needs to be relaxed you know, so they can play, you know, local competition rather than just in their division, has really helped out uh, across the state. Um, you know, having open tournaments uh, for everybody that wants to get into the tournament, um, if, if they wish. Um, has been a good thing. I think, you know, that's where we kind of differ from some of our uh, other states is we've seen this as a culminating activity for the year. We wanted to provide that um, opportunity for, for kids to culminate a, a, a weird and wacky year and uh, and an opportunity uh, to play for a state championship, regardless of whether you had to be shut down, you know, at certain points because of um, a potential exposure, COVID exposure on your team. Um, those are all the things you have to take into account. Um, so, again, was it perfect? No, I don't think anything's perfect, and I don't think you know anything in this pandemic. You can go back and say, yeah, that was that was absolutely perfect, perfect. But you know, again, when we're when the whole mission is trying to provide opportunities for kids to get out there and compete, um, anything you do to accomplish that aim um, is what is necessary and what needs to be done so that has been the goal since august since uh well prior to august you know when we first started meeting about this you know at the at the shutdown of last year trying to find a way forward and you know that that will continue to be the mantra as we move forward i think you know we've had to sacrifice some things and kids have certainly sacrificed some things but um, you know, in the end, you know, giving kids the opportunity, handing out a state plaque, championship plaque is still everybody's, uh, rewarding, you know, in a COVID year as it
3: was in a, in a pre-COVID year.
0: Sam, you're up.
3: You know, I think, uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, as we move into July and, uh, you get a chance to catch your breath, uh, maybe take a few days off and, uh, put your feet up for a while, Um uh, reflect back on this year for us, as far as the, uh, the pluses and the minuses, the good things and the, the tough things you had to deal with.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's hard right now because you're certainly in the middle of it. And, um, you know, I, I hopefully will never have to go through a pandemic again. Um, but if we do, we have, just like schools, we have a model to fall back on, if you will. Um, I think we would tweak some things and do some things a little bit differently. But, you know, again, I, I just there's there's no playbook for this. There's no rule book for this. There's just trying to find opportunities. And that's about um, all we can do. I think some of the successes certainly have to be. You know the schools and the athletic director is advocating for their kids the principals advocating for their kids um, a huge shout out needs to go out to our officials organizations our officials associations H- had they not stepped up and said look we'll still we'll still do games and we'll you know we'll officiate these games there wouldn't have been a season um, so you know that group needs um, certainly some thanks and some congratulations and, and you know, um, people's admiration. Um, you know, it, it's, it's certainly been difficult. Not every decision you make is similar. Um, but, you know, again, the understanding is we started this year by trying to figure out how we can give kids opportunities to go out there and play. Um, you know, some things were more well-received than others. Um, but in the end, you can't deny the fact that, you know, the organization as a whole, athletic directors, principals, superintendents, um, communities have showed up to um, to accomplish that goal. So I guess in in the short period of time that you've just given me to reflect, I think there are some successes. Obviously, there are some things that we change and we do differently. But again, nobody wants to go through this year again. But- we will file file everything that we've done this year, and, and try to, you know, put it away for perhaps the next executive director many many years down the line. When if when and if something like this happens again, at least there'll be some sort of a roadmap um, and and some documentation as to what we had to do.
0: Once again, I wanted to just bring in is the fact that you had a lot of different schools and schools and districts that obviously were affected in different ways by the the pandemic. Uh, I know, for instance, in Exeter, the school district was allowing Exeter High School to be one of the places for vaccinations to be given. And that tied up a lot of turf there for a few weeks. Uh, But nobody seemed to have a problem with it. It went smoothly. And that's, uh, you know, uh, uh, as far as I'm considered, something that uh, kudos to the, the school district. But you, you, did you see it, I guess, as a whole, schools just, you know, pitching in to make this thing happen, to get it contained, and, and at the same time, keeping the programs flowing flowing and going?
1: Uh, you, yeah, Sherm, sure. I mean, you bring up the Exeter example. I mean, there are countless examples of schools reaching out to another school and say, hey, look you know, we have to shut down for 10 days. I'm sorry about this, not a problem. Reaching out, scheduling some additional games for the teams that couldn't compete. Um, You know, just the camaraderie and the way, you know, teams have worked together or schools have worked together across this thing. I think the communication between the athletic directors has never been better. Um, I know they do weekly calls, you know, certainly from my position, you know, I'm on a weekly call with the executive directors from is all of New York, uh, all of New England, plus New York and New Jersey. So, yeah, I, I think there are there are small slivers of things that happen on a daily basis that keep you going because, you know, just that spirit of cooperation is there. Um, you know, across the state, everybody empathizes with everybody else, what's allowed in certain communities, what's not allowed in certain communities. And um, it, it's you know, clearly that this year it has been um, there have been major, major challenges to this year. But again, when you look at it from the, the bottom perspective, providing opportunities and championships, and uh, hopefully we'll get through, well, we will get through the crown champions and all of our spring sports, and um, maybe Sam getting back to what you said, everybody can sit back and take a deep breath and maybe reflect upon this year and, and what has been accomplished. I don't think you can underestimate, You you, you also can't, um, talk about what we're talking about here without having conversations about the teachers uh, and the coaches and everybody else from the school perspective as well. I mean, th- this has been unprecedented, uncharted waters. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll
0: get there. Coach, do you have a follow-up for Jeff?
2: I do. I have, actually, I have two. Go for it. If you don't mind me asking. First, you mentioned the officials. And boy, I'll tell you, they did a great job. I, I can speak from a football perspective because I was fortunate enough to broadcast some Exeter games and I saw how easily and quickly the officials adapted their rules, their pandemic rules, you know, like spotting the ball and all of that. Uh, but I, I keep hearing over and over again, how officials are are coming to a crossroads because they're not getting younger individuals involved in officiating. Mm -hmm. And so that's... Is there anything the NHIAA can do to help That is My first question... My second question is, I think the open scheduling and the open tournaments have been a success. Is that something... The NHIAA might consider in the future.
1: Yeah. So let me take your first one. You know, we are getting to a critical mass um, when it comes to officials and and getting more and more people in, engaged in it. We we are you know partnering with our uh, with our officials associations. We've run you know job fairs, if you will, in the past. You know, obviously with the pandemic, we can't necessarily do that. But there's a place on website and become an official um you can sign up there and your name and contact information will be forwarded directly to the uh the leadership of those various officials organizations and um and uh hopefully going through the process we can uh replenish replenish the uh kind of the stock of officials that we have in the state because coach you're right you know if it weren't for their, if they didn't agree to come forward and officiate these games, we wouldn't have any season. So, you know, certainly my pitch and my plea is that if you're looking to become official, go to our website. We'll get the information and direct it um, over to our um, officials' organization. You know, it's a process, but you know, it's a it's a camaraderie um, that uh, is unlike any other uh, across the state of uh, across sport. Um, you know, we're certainly looking for uh, you know, people, uh, from across the board, a good cross section of people, you don't necessarily have had to have played the sport. You just have to have a passion for it. So, um, you know, again, it, we're looking for any and all, as far as, you know, the open tournaments are concerned. Um, we knew right from the get go in order to, um, we heard early on from our constituencies that it was going to be very, very difficult to, um, compete, uh maintain the parameter scheduling that we typically have in place. So we mandate that you have number of games that you must play in your division in order to qualify for the state championship and we have a maximum amount of games you can't play over that. Um, but we quickly realized that you know, some schools from across the state take Keene, For example, are going to have a very difficult time either finding a bus because of travel restrictions and all that. Um, they would have they would find it very very difficult to get on a bus, come over all the way over to the sea close, play Winneconnet, Exeter, Spaulding, Dover. Portsmouth playing all those teams, um, and that's not just for. I'm speaking for Division One, but you know there are cases like that in all of our divisions. So um, the the um, the we knew right along that in order for kids to be able to get the kids the ability to play, we had to relax some of those restrictions. Unfortunately, in doing so. Um, When you do not play your common opponents or have common opponents, you basically have to do away with everything that we've had to do with seating. Um, We also knew that teams could, um, could because of exposures could have to shut down for 10 days. We have requirements that mandate that you make up all your games. Um, And quite frankly, um, if you're shut down for 10 days and you miss four games, And you don't want to be playing back to back games in this pandemic because you don't know what the exposure rates. So we knew we had to relax some of those rules. And in the end, um, coming up with the concept of having an open tournament, no fault of anybody's if they had to shut down due to COVID, that shouldn't disqualify you for the tournament. But, you know, enable... um, any school that wishes to compete for the state tournament, they come in and, and compete. Um, again, with the scheduling restrictions and not have, not playing all of Division One competition or whatever, it becomes very, very difficult to. Well, we we lost the ability to seat our tournaments the way we've always seated our tournaments. So early on, it was decided in sports that you know are having um, groupings, if you will, putting uh, schools in, in geographically close locations to play out of a pod, randomly selecting them for tournament placement. We're not calling it seedings because not based on wins or losses, and giving the kids the opportunity to play in the post uh, was the fairest way to go, and that was you know recommended by our sports committees. Uh, and then all the way up and approved by our council. So um, that's been the, the the progress, you know, um, that's been the, the process that we followed. Um, has it been perfect? No. Have we received criticism from it? Yes. Have we can received, um, you know, accolades for it? Yes. Um, but again, the lowest common denominator is trying to provide these kids a post-second, post-season experience and having some sort of a, a level playing field that everybody can get in there. Um, so um, that's what we've done. I don't know if that's something that's gonna last to be quite frank with you. I think, you know, seating procedures, you know if I'm to reflect upon all of the stuff that we've received it seems most people want to have the seedings back um, but there are some decisions that really like the open concept, that anybody can make the tournament. So these are decisions that we'll have to look at down the road. Um, And, you know, we'll we'll have conversations within our sports specific committees. um, And then, you know, uh, then with the council level, as all all of our decisions have been made.
3: Sam. Uh, Yeah, Jeff. uh, Final thing for me is uh, both Coach and I uh, have had decades of experience in education. I don't want to say how long, but we're uh, dinosaurs
0: somewhat. Uh, No.
3: No, oh,
0: veterans, coach. Veterans. <laughs> veterans. Thank you,
3: Jeff. Thank you. But, but we've, we've both been retired uh, for a while, so we were not in the trenches during the pandemic. Uh, your your opinion, your viewpoint, your feelings about the meetings you've been in and the spirit of the ADs and the principals who have just been under the gun now for 18 months. Uh, uh, give us some sense of... Uh, their spirit and their effort and their creativity.
1: Uh, I think if you were to ask me today, the the, the word that I would use to sum it all up is tired. Um, You know, I don't think, um, certainly people have worked harder than they've ever worked this year on behalf of the student athletes. And that's not to say that they haven't worked hard in the past. It's just been a a very, very difficult year. Um, You know, some of the things that we were able to accomplish this year, which um, we meaning the coaches, the athletic directors, and the people on our committees is just truly, uh, you know, extraordinary from, you know, having wrestling this past winter and really making some huge modifications to to the way we've always been in the state of New Hampshire um, to pulling off a state championship championship, Uh, swim and dive meet, um, you know, over the course of a number of days to keep the participant numbers down and, and um, you know, the way the coaches have really, um, really advocated for what we're trying to do in the coaching level and, and you know, with the other coaches and getting them to understand the reasons why these decisions have to happen. um, you know, has been extraordinary. Um, We knew going into this season that perhaps this season would be the most difficult with the changes that are happening, with the loosening of some of the restrictions, with the sunsetting of the mask mandate across the state of New Hampshire, um, you know, the spring weather getting back outside, things. Going in a in a fairly um, positive direction, um, we knew that we were going to be facing challenges challenges this spring that we haven't had to face um, since the beginning of this thing. So um, it's not like you know you, you created something in the fall, which is a playbook for the rest of the year, because you know the the course of this pandemic and the way things are changing on a daily basis um, has required um, tons of meetings and. and um, you know, very thoughtful and deliberative conversations about what we can do and what we absolutely can't do. So um, again, I, I, from, you know, the, the heart of the matter is we have people across this state that are extremely de- dedicated to their student, to their student athletes. And I say student athletes, but students, not just athletes, but, you know, schools are finding a way to have concerts schools are finding a way to have um, uh, plays and things of that nature these extracurriculars that really tie a kid into a school um, uh, you know Sam you've been part of you know a school for many many years coach have been as well you know those things are absolutely essential um, and really it's for the social and emotional well-being of the kids uh, I, you know, I, I don't know what it would take, you know, what would happen to me if, if an entire season was canceled or for an entire year. And I think, you know, that's the mindset of everybody that's rolled up their sleeves and trying to figure out a way forward because we all think back to our playing days and what it would mean to us and where would we be, um, you know, not to use a clipper term, but, you know, we maybe the ship without an anchor here a little bit. So, um, so, again, I think, you know, on the whole, there are some great successes that um, hopefully people will reflect upon. Um, you know, I get it. it uh, everybody's tired. Everybody's tired of, you know, the constant changes and what's going on. Um, it's difficult. This has uh, certainly been a difficult thing. But I have to tell you, getting on, getting on the phone or Zoom meetings with my colleagues from across the country, um, there are some states that haven't played anything this year. Uh, because of shutdowns and restrictions. Um, they haven't played a thing. Um, there are some that have been wide open, um, and then there are those that are in between, everywhere in between. So,
3: Would you say right now that things are very positive about a normal opening in August with uh, fall, fall, fall camps?
1: Yeah, I, again, I, we have to see what's going on. I think things are moving in the right direction now with um, vaccinations open to 12 year olds and 14 year olds, right? 12 plus um, all the way up. I think there's some positive things um, with that. Um, you know, um, I'm sure there's gonna be updates and changes as, as we get through the next couple of weeks and over the summer, but um, certainly that's something that we're putting out there is to try to lay the groundwork for the fall moving forward.
0: I was going to say, you're not just a, a, a nine months of the year. You're you're 12 months of the year, 365. Yeah. So well, you're working yeah. you're working towards this fall coming up and, and anticipating. I know there's a lot of things you you can't you don't have under your control, like you said, the vaccinations or whatever. But you're you're setting your goals for the fall. That's what yeah. people have got to understand.
1: Yeah, and I think there's there's no reason why we can't look towards the fall and say well, what did we do this past fall? And what are the reasons behind it? So take, for example, fall sports. Um, really, um, the the reopening guidance from the state came out, you know, um, at the latter stages of the game during the summer. And schools were really struggling with how do we get back to what, what is the education going to look like? And we thought it prudent to take – the decision of whether or not you're going to play fall sports off the table, so schools could figure out how to get back to to school rather than sport. So that caused some of the delay at the beginning of the year. Now, you know, I don't know what's going to go on during the summer, but if we do not have those types of um, you know, those things to figure out over the summertime or late in the summertime, then, you know, why wouldn't we start on time? Why wouldn't we be able to resurrect some things that we did last fall if things are still um, in, the, in, a, uh, in a range where we have to be cautious? But, you know, certainly the, the athletic directors and the principals and everybody I'm talking to is trying to lay the groundwork now uh to return i think what is it august 13th i believe it starts i'm not exactly sure that date don't quote me on it um but why not open up football camp on the 13th and everybody else that you know following monday so um you know those are our goals and those are the things that we need to be looking for and advocating for but you know we will certainly see what the what the landscape looks like across the state of new hampshire as we get through the summer months
0: right and and are you are you going to probably have a, a major sit down or conference of some sort with all those coaches and ad's and some of which have been critical about what went on in the different sports especially during the, the winter sports uh with you know whatever the playoffs and etc are you going to basically i, I think I, this is just me as a spectator i'm I, and and listening to some of the chatter. I'm thinking like nobody had a playbook for this thing, this pandemic. We, this came out of left field, literally, and and we we can learn from it, obviously. And I think uh, your your group and all these coaches and athletic directors that uh, have feelings one way or the other probably should get together and 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 come up with some sort of a future playbook. Hopefully, we never have to use again. You know, that's what my my hopes are.
1: But Sharon, sure, look, we've been collecting. Back as, as we've moved along all year long. It isn't like we're a close society here. We're, we're an organization that's run for schools. To be quite frank with you, our membership on the, the uh, sports committees that are making these decisions are made up of athletic directors, coaches, uh, principals, um, superintendents of our membership and our, our, of our member schools. So, you know, clearly we're not beyond criticism, obviously. Uh, I think, you know, some of it's warranted, some of it is, you know, based upon, you know, um, a lot of what has transpired this year and frustration about what's transpired this year. Um, I think, you know, good, healthy dialogue is an important piece, but um, to say say that we haven't been collecting, um, you know, feedback all year long, that's a mistake to say because, you know, again, you know, we rely upon the committee structures to, to bring that feedback from their constituencies and sit down at the table. It's, it's committee work. Um, these are not Jeff Collins' ideas or anybody else in the office. You know, we're trying to coordinate the efforts. Obviously, I'm the point man for it, and that that's fine. Um, but, you know, we're trying, like I said, trying to do the goal, the ultimate goal. I've said it once i've said it a hundred times is to provide a kid kids the opportunities to compete
0: exactly and, I, I guess my point was jeff you're not the commissioner <laughs> you're you are the executive director of the organization that represents the different schools that are involved in sports but people for some reason assume you're commissioner and i, and I think that's unfair to for you to be put in that position
1: it is what it is I, look it's it's the job and it's the part of the position um you know i i I don't know. If if I have to be the point person for the anger and frustration, it is what it is, and right or wrong, that I guess that comes with the territory. But um, um, you got
0: broad shoulders, my friend. You, you you you've done well, and you and and nobody like I say anticipated this ever happening, but whatever. And and so I hope that the people that have been critical can take a deep breath, and and as this thing plays out and gets more towards normalcy, as we hope that they can work, you know, all together again. That's the problem. We've kind of been all at each other's throats because of all the things that have been going on in the world in the past, well, a couple of years anyway. So that's, I'm hoping for your sake that this coming summer, everybody can kind of get back into the the mode.
1: I have to tell you, though, I'm looking forward to getting back out there and going and seeing games. I mean, I'll be honest with you, um, you know, that's been... You know, when I was a principal, sometimes when you had awful days, you would go out to the playing field or you go down to play rehearsal, you go down to band practice and you'd listen to, you know, uh, what was going on and, and see the kids doing what they're passionate about. And that gave me a nice little run. I have to tell you, I'm looking very forward to going to, you know, very much looking forward to going to games, uh, you know, next year and and throughout the tournament and seeing, you know, what all this hard work has been about. And that's about the kids being able to get out there and compete. Um, I didn't see one (laughs) football game this past fall because I was honoring everybody's rules on their schools that only two, you know, only two fans from uh, per, per student athlete. And, you know, it wasn't until you got to a state championship game that you were able to see some stuff. So, you know, looking forward to those pieces, looking forward to, you know, um, getting out
3: there and, and feeling some sort of sense of normalcy, if you want. Jeff, I just wanted to point out that uh, I, I, I took a look at the tournament schedule this morning. It looks like uh, Exeter High and Bill Ball Stadium, Holman Stadium in Nashua. Again, Bedford High, different sites around the state for different sports. Yeah, yeah.
1: And that's what, again, we were specifically looking for sites that are going to allow um, you know, uh, both home and visiting friends and uh, a certain minimum amount of numbers. I think, you know, that's something we learned from the fall um, that we changed for the winter time. Um, and it's looking like many, there are no schools across the state that are loosening up the restrictions at their school. So um, we'll be able to, you know, host these games at various places. But again, there's another um, nod or tip of the hat cap, if you will, to some of these schools have stepped up and said, look, we'll host these games. We'll have home and away visitors. Um, I can tell you, you know, at basketball tournament tournament time, uh, covering the state semifinals for one specific division, there were two schools that, have, that played in front of nobody that entire year. It was the first time in the semifinals um, that we were able to find a site that would host two, two fans per uh, participant that the parents got to see their kids participate all year long. So, I mean, this has been a very long and trying year on many people. And, again, that's not – that's – that's. please don't mistake what I'm saying. I think, you know, there are, there are rules that were put into place – to make sure that um, we were keeping people safe during during this pandemic. And so that's no condemnation on any of those other schools. Those are the best decisions they, they, they could make at the time. Um, but, you know, in a semifinal game, when you're approached by a number of parents and said, boy, this is great. I really appreciate this school stepping up because this is the first time I see my kid play all year. Uh, you know, that's the, 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 the powerful stuff. Again, um, unprecedented.
0: Coach Taylor.
2: Thank you, Jeff, for everything that you've done. And uh, I know uh, I look forward. I'm sure I speak for Sam and Sherm. I look forward to seeing athletic competition again where we are able to, uh, you know, fill those stadiums and uh, in the fall and get back. And, and you know what? Add the cheerleaders and add the band at halftime and all those things that go into making a high school athletic contest or, or, in this case, a football game, a reality.
1: I agree with you, Coach. I agree with you 100%. I mean, those are the traditions of high school, of school-based athletics that are, are, are just, you know, the best part of it you know a, a it kind of extra game um you know where the fans it's packed and the bands are playing at halftime and i mean that's pinkerton londonderry where it's packed and you know those are the things that you look forward to. so hopefully we can get back to that um type of thing as we move forward and um you know certainly we're all looking forward to uh to some normalcy, but getting through the next three weeks is gonna be important and uh, safely uh, letting the kids compete and add a few more trophies and uh, taking a a well-deserved time to reflect.
0: I was going to ask you if you had anything for a two-minute drill that we do at the end of the show. That sounds pretty good. But is there anything else you'd like to add to that?
1: I play defense, so two-minute drill. I'm looking to get off the field as quickly as possible.
0: <laughs> hey, one thing I did want to ask you before we do uh, uh, go around the horn with the other two guys, I, I wanted to ask you, uh, obviously you are watching TV, uh, the NFL draft, Hunter Long going to the Miami Dolphins. What's your take on that? It's
1: awesome. I mean, look. The work just begins for Hunter, right? At this point in time, you know they he put in the work. Um, you know, there's another kid. It, it's amazing that the top, what, two of the three top tight ends in the NFL draft came from within 20 miles of each other. There's a kid, Friermuth, from Merrimack, Massachusetts, um, which is, <laughs> you know, as you guys know, living in Exeter it's pretty pretty close to Exeter. So you have two of the top three tight ends in the NFL draft. Growing up 20 miles from each other, so you know those guys, and I'm sure of it. They put in the hard work at their respective schools, and you know they they they've been rewarded by getting drafted into the NFL. But now the work really begins. It's to you know to make the team, and I think you know the base that um, Hunter has. Uh, Certainly, you know his work ethic is without question going through the Exeter bluehawk program, you know with Billy and then going on to um, to prep school and going down to BC um, I think the, the boat's well for him and uh, you know hopefully we'll see him playing on Sunday, which would be awesome. Um, you know I'm sure there are a number of New England fans would love to have seen him in uh, in a New England uniform, but you know, anytime any kid from, uh, from our local area gets to make the big show, it's, it's pretty amazing. You know, there's some, there's been some really good baseball players over the years, you know, through, through uh, in the Seacoast area, um, you know, who's, who knows what's going to happen with Cody Morissette moving forward. So um, there's some really, really interesting storylines for local kids uh, making some big contributions down the road. So, you know, my, all the best to Hunter as he moves forward and, um, there's, there's, there's nothing more to say than to, you know, put in the hard work and good things will happen. So I think that's, that's probably the, the, the thing to take from all this is it doesn't matter where you come from, you put in the hard work, um, you know, things doors will open up for
0: you. Well, to quote, one of your NHIA announcements that I read during the different tournaments, sportsmanship, it's for a lifetime. And I think he's a good representative of that. And, uh,
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I, I'm sure we'll see more national attention for different athletes coming up because we're on the map. <laughs> Sam, I wanted to go to you and ask you over the, since this is our 50th edition of the uh, televised edition of the, of the program, uh, any, any highlights for you over the, over the past 50? I think, I think there's two segments. I, you
3: know, I, I certainly want to get back into the studio as soon as possible so that we can all be in the same room and yell at each other as usual and have <laughs> our lively discussions. But uh, certainly uh, highlights include uh, Jimmy Dunn and Dave O'Brien and uh, uh, certainly uh, players that we've talked to. And, you know, we've we've been all around the horn. So, uh, you know, I I, I think after 50 episodes, the only thing I wish is that I wish I could be 50 again. So but other than that,
0: (laughs) (laughs) what about you, Coach? Highlights of what we've been doing here. Well,
3: you
2: know what? I can remember going back to when we first started. Mm-hmm. And going in, I believe we used to do it on Sunday. Sunday at
0: noontime. High noon, yep.
2: Yeah. And, you know, we get there, and I I can just remember saying, geez, I hope we remember to get off the air so I can get home in time to watch <laughs> the, the <baseball laughs> football game at, at 1 o'clock. That's what it was. But, uh, you know what? We... Yeah, and boy, we had the good fortune of talking to some uh, real important people, uh, both locally and uh, nationally. You know, the Mm -hmm. NASCAR, the the former president at uh, New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Mm -hmm. We had, uh, well, we had Dan Mullen.
0: Danny Mullen, yeah. If
2: you remember once. And, uh, I mean, we've had some pretty important people on the national scene that we've been able to connect with and hopefully we can keep it
0: going well and one of one of our favorites here is on with us today jeff collins we always love to have you on board because uh, you've got an important job as executive director of the new hampshire interscholastic athletic association we uh, have had a lot of fun doing this show and i and i mentioned to jeff off air that now we're also a podcast so we've we've jumped into that mode too so uh, we have a lot of fun doing these programs and again thanks to 10 years ago we got our start at uh, the radio station here in exeter uh, coach uh, i was talking to him one day and i said, hey if i could talk to the station manager into giving us an hour of time on sundays would you would you want to do a show and that's how it all came about so thanks to steve mm-hmm. the uh, then owner of wxex and uh, and the rest is history so we've done 50 on tv We're going to be doing more on both the TV and the podcasting. We hope we get to the studio or at least get outdoors and do some programs. And uh, I've been talking with our producer, Bob Glowacki, about things for the summer and good ideas planned, uh, including a NASCAR show. I'm working on that as we speak. And uh, uh, Coach has a baseball show that we've, we've putting together. And so we've got a lot of plans for the future. It, it is an ending here. So, Jeff, we're going to be calling you at some point in the future, probably in the fall, and hopefully things are going to be a little calmer then and uh, back to normal again. Let's put it that way. And we can uh, we can discuss uh, what's what's coming up for the 2021-2022 NHIAA season. How about that?
1: That sounds great. And congratulations to you folks on your 50th show, 10 years on the air. And certainly, we appreciate all that you do to highlight positive aspects school-based athletics in the state of new hampshire you know look you know we don't like to toot our own horns at all at all but um certainly the three of you um getting out and doing something that you love and highlighting some of the best of what's going on in the state of new hampshire we should be thankful to you for giving your time and effort uh to that cause as well so thank you
0: it's a labor of love man it's a labor of love and you know we got our our god-given gifts we Get out there and use them. That's what it's all about. A thank you on behalf of Sam Bruno and Coach Bill Taylor to our special guest, Jeff Collins from the NHIAA. Join us again next time for the Seco Sports Forum. Be sure to subscribe and hit the bell to get notified about new episodes of the Seco Sports Forum. Follow the Sports Forum team behind the scenes on our Facebook and Twitter pages. This is Sherm Chester inviting you to join us for the next edition of the Seco Sports Forum.